We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire. And this week presented by Indeed and BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Mixed bag of stuff today. Want to do some housekeeping, like some scheduling stuff. Uh, want to do some listener questions because we've had a bunch bunch come in since I put out the call, a bunch of good ones and some like some sports movie hypotheticals, which is shit I really love. Uh, want to talk about what's streaming. Uh, will not be a long episode. Uh, going to keep this brief, have two long ones coming up to end the month. Uh, so with that, let's do, let's do some housekeeping first on uh, Big Screen Sports. Obviously, if you enjoyed, you know, Rocktober, if you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a review. Those those Apple podcast reviews, I'll read out all new reviews at time of recording. Uh, if you haven't yet, just drop down on that podcast player, five stars, easy as pie. As far as the scheduling stuff goes, uh, it's been an unusual month of November for me personally. I uh, started a new job. It has been difficult kind of scheduling these pods out for a little bit, had some episodes fall through. Uh, also trying to keep uh, the interview series I have with Baseball America going. That's uh, from Phenom to the Farm for any of you baseball fans. Uh, likely going to round out November with director Thaddeus Matula coming back. He was on last week talking The Pony Excess, one of my favorite 30 for 30s. Uh, he's going to come back and talk about Brian and the Boz, which um, which I really enjoy. I don't like it as much as The Pony Excess, but really enjoy it. Uh, I was... I was aware of Brian Bosworth before I watched it, obviously, but not being from the 80s, uh, a lot of it was new to me. It was very interesting. And then I think the finale of November is going to be an an exciting guest that I'm not going to drop yet. I don't want to jinx it, uh, but talking white man can't jump. And then in December, we are getting into, we're shifting the show into our first TV show rewatch. Going to do at least season one of one of my one of my favorite sports-themed TV shows. If you remember the Big Screen Sports Facebook group, you already know what this is. 
Uh, if not, you want to know, go join that Facebook group. But I'm looking forward to that. Going to do at least season one, probably season two, and then you know, see how things go. Uh, going to have the same the same guest. So I guess a co-host for those might might mix in some movies, maybe one movie a month. Uh, just to keep up the theme of the show. But I'm excited to do a sports-themed TV show rewatch, kind of take this, the movie format we use, bring it to a TV show. Uh, again, if you, you're wanting to know what we're starting in December, want to wanna get ahead, uh, go join the Big Screen Sports Facebook group. And uh, yeah, so that's it as far as scheduling goes. Hoping to be rolling those episodes out. Maybe an intro for the show, kind of uh, an initial, this is what we're expecting, this is what we're going to talk about, etc., and then jump right into to the first season. So that's the, uh, that's the scheduling stuff for big screen sports. Uh, as always, episodes are going to keep coming out every Monday, the occasional Thursday drop, but every Monday you can, you can take that to the bank. So I want to get into what I've been streaming lately. I, I put out a call in the Facebook group, uh, on Twitter asking, you know, what everyone's been streaming lately. It's obviously, it's not a hot time for sports content or sports, sports movies, sports TV shows content, but, um, Shout out to uh, to pretty much everyone. Shout out to my buddy J.R. Hickey, first and foremost, for turning me on to the show. Uh, shout out to Shea Serrano for a tweet today calling The Queen's Gambit the best sports movie of the year. Uh, the Queen's Gambit was excellent. I think everyone's watched it. I don't think I'm, I'm dropping anything groundbreaking here, but if you haven't watched The Queen's Gambit, uh, seven episodes uh, kind of revolving around chess, but more about... Uh, this incredible performance by I think Anna Taylor Joy is it is her name, but uh, even if you don't know shit about chess like me, I don't know anything about chess. Uh, it's great. Obviously, the Mandalorian Mandalorian is excellent. Uh, I love the once a week drops too. I'm um, I think in the streaming era, I'm actually a fan. We uh, my fiance and I streamed The Boys. Uh, you know, a couple months back, whenever that dropped, and I liked the two or three episodes a week, whatever that was, kind of dropping slower. Because if not, you you really feel like you get left behind. So I like that Mandalorian is just once a week. Um, we watched uh, the Ides of March on Prime, pretty fitting for election season that we were just in. But um, other than that, I I kind of poked around at what was new to streaming services in uh, in November. Netflix had nothing sports related. Uh, the most important thing streaming is Chappelle's show, but I, I don't think anything sports stuff. But like Ocean's Eleven, you know, dropped on Netflix, which we watched when it dropped. Uh, I think Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen are on there too. Boys in the Hood, uh, A Clockwork Orange. If you're looking to feel real weird, kind of bad about yourself on a Saturday night, uh, always a good streaming option. Um, Hulu. Uh, has an all-time great sports movie now streaming on Hulu. That is Beer Fest. I consider Beer Fest a sports movie. If you consider Beer Fest a sports movie, uh, holler at me on the socials. Let me know if that's something that you would want covered on this podcast because like, I love Beer Fest. Um, I, I enjoy Beer Fest more than I enjoy Super Troopers uh, as far as stuff from the, the Broken Lizard guys. Hulu has also added uh, one that kind of gets into a listener question. Hulu has added Maverick, which is, if you haven't seen it, that's uh, Mel Gibson, James Garner, Jodie Foster, the the Western poker movie from 1994 based off an old old Western series that I think James Garner was the star in. But I love Maverick, but it kind of gets into a listener question. Uh, listener Nigel, longtime listener, uh, love the guy. He says, we need more sports-adjacent movies on the show. There's multiple poker movies. The Bird Year, which is a birding competition movie with Jack Black and Owen Wilson. Uh, Bad Words, which is the Jason Bateman Smelling Bee movie. But I, um, it's a, it was kind of a listener question, listener request, but it, I'm, it's something I'm going to kick back out to the listeners. There are multiple poker movies, multiple card movies. 
Um, I think, you know, I think for me, Rounders is number one. I love Rounders, but I love Maverick too. I also think like in terms of card movies, I really enjoy 21. It's very rewatchable. What's the, what's the best card poker movie out there? Holler at me on the socials. What movie do you want covered? Because I would love to cover, I'm no, not a card playing gambling expert, but I would love to cover one of those. Uh, Maverick, Rounders, 21, or Wild Card. Holler at me with what is the, the best option out there, and, and I want to get into it. Let's take a quick ad break and then uh, get back with some listener questions. Big Street Sports is brought to you by Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria so you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Right, Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Big Screen Sports is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Football is back in full swing. Unless you're the Cowboys, then you just suck. Uh, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals, team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back. Uh, real quick before I get into listener questions, when I was browsing Prime uh, this past weekend looking for what we eventually settled on to be uh, watching the Ides of March Prime, and it, this might just be you know how they personalize it, how their algorithm does it, but they do have on their their main page a sports movie, just straight up sports movie section, um, and that might be from me watching a ton of sports movies over the past year and a half with them. But the Prime has the most, at least consolidated in one place, right there on their main page for you, like some really good ones. Uh, like first leading off, they have blue chips, an early episode of this podcast, one of my favorites. They have over the top, the Sly Stallone, uh, arm wrestling movie, incredible stuff. Uh, Creed two, eight men out, which really gets slept on. I think because it got caught up in the, the eighties baseball movie wave. It's kind of right there with Bull Durham and field of dreams and major league and the natural all kind of around that same time. And I think it gets left out a little bit, but, um, still, you know, eight men out still very good. Uh, you've got the remake of the bad news bears, which, which kind of sucks, but, um, you know, it's on there. You've got the, uh, obviously raging bull, which is way too, too far down the, uh, down the list. It, it should be right there at the top A raging bull is in there. Uh, knuckleball, which is the, the documentary about, it features Tim Wakefield and R.A. Dickey about knuckleball pitchers and baseball. It's really good. It's worth a watch. Uh, something that, is on that list that I'm kind of confused by is the goods 
the Jeremy Piven, you know, like used car salesman movie, just complete spoof comedy. I, I think Adam McKay is involved in there. Not sure, but I don't, I love the goods. I think it's hilarious. I don't know why it qualifies as a sports movie on this thing, but, um, it, you know, if, if being a, a shysty used car salesman is, you know, is a sport, then, then hell I'm, I'm in, I love the goods. But, uh, if you, you know, if you have prime, there is a lot of good sports movie options on prime. Uh, and without further ado, let's get into some listener questions, some sports movie hypotheticals. Leading off, it is uh, this one's from Twitter. It's uh, my guy, one of my favorite returning guests on the show, one of the three members of the Four Timers Club, Mike Schubert. Uh, he is the host of Potterless. He's the host of Meddling Adults. He's the host of Horse. He is one of my favorite people to have on a pod. I, I'm always grateful when Mike takes the time. But he asked a favorite last play to win it all, or p- favorite last play to win it all play in a sports movie. And then he replied with his answer. The correct answer is fake 23 blast with a backside George reverse. Uh, remember the Titans fans will know that one that I can say first and foremost, that play is not one of my, um, it's not one of my favorites at all. Uh, I think I've, I've talked in length about, um, how I feel about that play. We had Michael Rothstein on a few months ago talking about the oral history road and remember the Titans kind of why they drew it up like that. They wanted, you know, the quarterback, they wanted sunshine in the shot, the whole shot. You know, I get that, but it's not one of my favorites. Um, so you can kind of take this in. I, I, I'm taking my My first thought was, and this isn't a last play to win it all, but I think uh, I always think about the Mikey Ruzioni goal, which is something that happened in real life. And, and this is in Miracle. And I always get the chills and I, I really love it. But it, you know, that happened with like 10 minutes left in the game. But I think you could also say that I kind of, I love the wind down in Miracle. And I don't know how hockey plays are actually categorized. I don't know if like, you know, that last minute of continuous action is considered one play, but I kind of like that. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, something like a walk-off, there's obviously the, the Roy Hobbs walk-off. Um, that, that comes to mind from the natural, the thing I always use as the example from the big chill. There's always the, there's also the, you know, the Jake Taylor play from, um, you know, from major league, the, the bunt and run, uh, you know, that's up there. There's Rudy sack, which, you know, you you can kind of take that for what it's worth. Uh, that's a good one. You know what I'm going to go with though? I'm going to go with The End of the Replacements, a movie that I stand for possibly way, like, much harder than I should have on this podcast. But I love The Replacements. It is one. It is a top five cable sports movie. And that last play, if you remember, um, it's not a championship win-it-all play. It is literally just to get the Sentinels in the playoffs and they ditch all the replacement players. But it is, it is everything for Keanu and these guys. And the play before has been, you know, he pulls, uh, you know, the kicker can't do the, uh, can't do, can't do the kick cause he owes those guys money and Keanu, you know, pulls the ball away. You think he scores, there's a holding call or, you know, something it pulls him back. And that last play is just Keanu with a bomb throw to, uh, to Ryan, uh, Roy from the office, the, the deaf tight end. Um, it looks realistic. You get the big stadium shot. The sound cuts out for a little bit. He catches it. It goes into that rendition of Heroes, and it, it just sign me up. I love it. I love it. So, uh, you know, hit me in the socials with, with what your favorite is, but I am going with The End of the Replacements, a movie that I love dearly, and you all should love dearly too. 
These next couple are from the same guy uh, at Brucey Sunshine on Twitter. The, these two he's got are are uh, they're Talladega Nights related. What happens to Ricky Bobby's career if he never crashes and catches on fire? Or even better, what happens if he never gets his mojo back after outrunning the cops with the Colombian Bam Bam under the car? Um, the first one, you know, what if Ricky Bobby never crashes and catches on fire? I mean, he continues his life as a rich dumb asshole, and his kids turn into rich dumb assholes and Cal Naughton Jr. never win. It's it doesn't end well for Ricky. Him and uh him and his wife him and Carly Bobby will eventually get divorced. Uh Ricky would have gotten his comeuppets at some point. Um the way it turned out for him is about the best it could have. Um but if he never gets his mojo back after outrunning the cops of Colombian bam bam under the car, um you know, Ricky is just uh Ricky's just your dude at the Chili's bar on a Wednesday night. You know, it's five thirty. He's got a got a burger. He's dousing his his third tall Miller Light. Um, you know, I I don't know. And it, it's a movie. It's a comedy movie. You know, Carly Bobby got all that money real quick. You know, I feel like Ricky could have gotten a little something, something. Maybe you know, maybe best case scenario, he doesn't get his mojo back. You know, they film a documentary about him. He gets gets a little bit of that coin, but um, you know, Ricky Bobby wasn't a guy who things were gonna work out for that great. You know, if he had to become a a NASCAR racer, so it's a it's a it gets dark for Ricky Bobby if he doesn't get his mojo back. Um, that's, that's the best I can come up with, come up with there, you know, or maybe he gets back. He was on a pit crew before he got in the car. Maybe he gets back in that, you know, Ricky's a nice guy. He's been humbled. Maybe he finds, you know, a nice little blue collar job for himself. Like maybe he makes, he ends up making a living for himself once he stops, uh, you know, stops lamenting the loss of his NASCAR life. But he, that you can take it to the bank, that Wednesday night burger and three tall beers at Chili's every week for Ricky. And he is alone. He is very alone. Got two from at Coach Connell here on Twitter. I believe he's also in the uh, also in the Facebook group. I'm not sure, but uh, number one is something that I have harped on myself many a time when talking about this movie on the podcast. But who the hell is running the league in Mighty Ducks that allows kids without proper equipment? Kids are wearing football helmets and newspapers. Does no one care? Uh, is this not only a safety issue but a massive insurance liability? And the I mean the thing Mighty Ducks. Early in those movies, you put a lot of kids in jeopardy. Not only the safety equipment stuff, um, you know, making a lawyer who has a drinking problem, probably has a cocaine problem, but they weren't going to show that in a Disney movie. Uh, Then he, he rolls his limo onto the ice to coach some kids. Like, why are you putting those kids under his supervision? Um, the mighty ducks is a movie that did not just like, just like this question stresses did not put a lot of thought into who's running the show here. What are these people doing running this league? Are we really thinking that children? I mean, again, this was the nineties. This was the early nineties. Things were different in the early nineties. You know, um, it was the latchkey kids were still a thing. Um, you know, so so safety standards were different in the '90s. Now this wasn't the '50s and the '60s. We had seatbelts in the '90s, but it was uh, wild times. That's the only that's I think that's my cop out answer for a lot of this stuff on this podcast. But just chalk it up to wild times. The '90s, wild times. The '80s, 
wilder times. The 60s and 70s, the wildest times. Just crazy stuff. Um, his second one, I'm not going to go too deep into because I think everyone has heard me uh, heard me say this, but what is wrong with the coaching staff uh, in Remember the Titans? Boone is essentially is giving up down 7 to nothing, and Yost's defense is only allowed 7 points, and they're getting killed and needs help. It's, it's the biggest flaw of the movie. Yost asking for help at halftime of the championship game. It's horrible. Uh, you know, that there was a different way to, to come around to them realizing they need help. And Boone's defensive strategy is, is putting his, his running quarterback, having him play both ways. Like he needs sunshine needs his legs and Boone puts him on defense. It's just, it's the biggest flaw of Titans. Just the, the biggest flaw. It's, it's a real, it's a damn shame. Next question is from uh, Jay Broska 55 on Twitter. I believe he's also in the Facebook group. Going to wind up, finish up with the Facebook group questions uh, last as we wrap this one up. This one is also from Twitter. Um, again, something that I've, I've talked about in this podcast before. How did Jake Taylor make his way to the number two spot in the batting order in the final game against the Yankees? Now, this was also, I believe, Major League comes out in 1989. This is before the two-hole became your best hitter. Um, this is still, it's got to be a guy with bat control, you know, who can bunt, which is, you know, fitting. He he does bunt. You know, it's it's that kind of guy. His job is to move over the leadoff guy. Again, different times. Um, you got to think that the Indians had someone, I mean, Jake Taylor's got no knees. You want someone, at least, especially at that point, you wanted someone with a little pep in the step in the two hole. Uh, Jake Taylor's not that guy. He is definitively the slowest runner the Indians have. Um, you obviously have Hazley Knopf. You have Serrano probably hitting in the three, four hole, um, Dorn somewhere in that mix. You don't get, you know, you, you don't really know, you know, the Indians, you don't really know much about the Indians past that, um, past those four guys offensively, but it, it, it I mean, it, it was a bare, bare bones collection. The, the cupboard was bare in Cleveland that year, clearly. I mean, that was the intent. So um, maybe that's just too Lou Brown trusted. You know, I don't know. Maybe Jake had a decent year. You, you don't know. But um, I, I'm chalking it up to just there's just not a lot. Not a lot of talent in Cleveland. Um, good question. I always love talking Major League. Uh, this one also from Twitter, Zachary Shelton. He asked this in the Facebook group too, but if you were the Cleveland Browns GM in draft day, which sports movie football player would you draft number one? So he's taken the draft day question. So basically Cleveland has traded up all those picks. They're, they're number one. Uh, but you're, you're taking into account all the football players, all the fictional football players. So that, that leaves you first, you have to think about the Browns. So the, the big thing that draft day comes around on is, Oh, the Browns veteran quarterback, Brian drew is actually, you know, in great shape and he's back and, you know, they, they don't need to draft a quarterback. The thing is, if you're betting on this guy and you're, you know, I've said it, I've said it before about draft day. If they were, you know, picking seventh, like they still should take a quarterback if the quarterback's there. Um, and, and plus Brian Drew probably costs more than a rookie quarterback. Uh, so you're, you're taking a quarterback if you're Cleveland. There's no great defensive end that I can think of in football movies that I'm like, you know, this is the guy. Uh, th this is the guy we're taking. So you're taking a quarterback. You're taking a football movie quarterback. That leaves you, you know, a few options. And it's like, who do you get? What version of this guy do you get? 
you know, do you get a 22-year-old version of this guy? Because if that's the case, you're taking Paul Crew from either of the Longest Yard movies, you know, NFL MVP. If you're getting that guy at 22, like, that's who you take. If you're taking, you know, the 35-year-old guy who's in prison, who we see in the movies, probably not. Um, I think the smart money, I think you take Willie Beeman from any given Sunday, who even if you're getting, it, it's all about how you see the this version of the question, um, but if you're getting the guy you see in the movie, he's he's young, he's exciting, he's where the league is going, he's Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, I think you take Willie Beam and Jamie Foxx's character from any given Sunday. I think that's the pick. I think that's what I do. Um, you are not, uh, if you're the Browns, you are certainly, you know, RIP Chadwick Boseman, you're not taking Vontae Mack. Uh, I think that um, you're taking Willie Beeman from any given Sunday. That is that is my pick. Last one again from Twitter. Uh, again from Brucey Sunshine at Brucey Sunshine. What if the Jamaican bobsled team never wrecked? I thought about this. I think you have a much worse movie if the Jamaican bobsled team in Cool Runnings doesn't wreck. Because I think it was implied that if they don't wreck, they medal or they win or something like that. And, I mean, again, true story. And they, they definitely Disney-fied a true story. They weren't in the running in any way. But I think if, like, they medal, and if, or, you know, even worse, if they win, the movie's just not as good. That that last scene of them walking the the sled is iconic. It's one of the best parts of the movie. I think you miss out on a lot of that. I think uh, Cool Runnings is not... I, I don't think it's as well thought of as I don't think people fondly think of that movie as fondly if they don't wreck that bobsled. Okay, now we're going to wrap this episode up with, uh, with the questions from the Big Screen Sports Facebook group. A shout to everyone who's joined it. Um, it is a great place for me to be able to kick off ideas. Uh, the, the Big Screen Sports Facebook group is who actually picked which show we're going to be doing the rewatch of in December. So big shouts to them. Uh, Lucas Preston. Can you settle the debate between who would win between Bobby Boucher and Forrest Gump? Um, one, I didn't know this was a debate. Uh, slow Southern football players, uh, slow mentally, but beloved characters. If it's who I would rather have on my team, it is Bobby Boucher. I, I love Forrest Gump, kind, sweet soul. A great Tom Hanks performance he won, an Oscar for it. But Bobby Boucher is a guy who is like, Bobby Boucher is a guy who you take number one. Like Forrest Gump was a punt returner. He couldn't really do anything else in football. Like Bobby Boucher can get to the quarterback. He's like the the slow Southern Lawrence Taylor. Um, I think I think Bobby Boucher is the better football player. He's he's better at the next level. Um, Nathan Sager, who I think has a couple of these coming up, but um, and this is one of my favorites. Uh, did the West Cannon Coyotes and Varsity Blues actually participate in the state playoffs at all, or did they withdraw because they had no coaching staff? I think it's the latter. I think that uh, that team from Varsity Blues, because it, it's one of my favorite things, probably one of the reasons I started this podcast, is like, wait, why Why was that the last game they all ever played? They they won district. They play playoffs. That's, that's just how things go in Texas. Um, it is probably that. It is probably they had to withdraw because... They had no coaching staff, could not finish. You know, some people said, you know, figured out some things about the program. Hey, they're injecting high school kids with painkillers. We probably need to shut things down. Take a step back, figure out what's going on here. Uh, so that that's my own thing. Some sort of sanction, something like that. But that is why we didn't get John Mox and uh, James Vanderbeek and Co. in the playoffs. 
These next two questions are both why haven't you covered questions, which I love why haven't you covered questions because it lets me know that one, you guys actually want to hear me talk about movies on this podcast, and two, lets me know stuff I should get on my radar. Uh, Nathan Sager, the previously mentioned, asked why haven't you covered Slapshot, when are you going to cover Slapshot, and so forth, and then Jim Broska, why haven't you covered Youngblood, when are you going to cover Youngblood? Um, both of those, I believe, are hockey movies. I've said before, I'm not a hockey guy. Don't have the knowledge for that. So with those movies, I, I'm going to need... It's all about the guest. Um, if I get a good hockey guy guest and he's you know a big Slapshot fan, big Youngblood fan, we're, we're going to go for it. Um, both you know good movies. I believe Youngblood is the young Rob Lowe movie. That's like sent almost fire era Rob Lowe. Like Rob Lowe having all the sex Rob Lowe. Um, so that's... That's kind of where we stand with that. With anything, you know, I love hearing about what movies you guys want to hear on the podcast because that, you know, sometimes I will actually go out and look and try to find a guest for that. But a lot of times with guests on this pod, it has been, hey, do you want to come on? You know, what are your some of your favorites? What is something you'd have some passion talking about? So that's kind of how episode choice uh, turns up. And then uh, Jim also had an addition, which which I can respect. Um, he said, your list of top sports Top sports villains felt very underwhelming. So many great ones out there. Why two of them from golf movies? So I was thinking about this, and I think that I kind of took it as when I did my list, it was like, who are my favorites? And it ended up being kind of the funniest because Shooter McGavin and White Goodman are both comical. They're not super villainous. I mean, let's be fair. Let's let's be correct. Shooter McGavin hires a guy to essentially heckle and then kill his, uh, his opponent. But... Um, you know, you're right. You're right. It, it was a, when you think of cruel, evil sports villains, it is not, uh, it, it was not, there was no, you know, I thought um, Darren did a great job. You know, Clubber Lang is is a great one. Um, I, I'm still going to stand by the two golf movie ones, Shooter McGavin and Sims, David Sims from uh, from Tin Cup. I think that character is is really perfectly done. Like a great turn by Don Johnson in that one. Um, I will say that the White Goodman inclusion was probably a mistake. Uh, it is a a funny Siddler performance I like a lot, but I could have um, I could have gone with someone more sinister. Uh, someone I thought about after the fact, the judge from The Natural, like the the classic greedy, slimy you know baseball owner. Uh, you know, there there were options. Uh, you know who's a bad one whose name I don't have off the top of my head, but the boyfriend from Rookie of the Year, that dude was a scum lord. Uh, you know, obviously the Rocky, you know, Clubber Lang, which Darren had, uh, Ivan Drago, much more iconic than anyone I put on my list. Um, the uh, the dad from Bad News Bears, the, the, the opposing coach, he was pretty terrible too. Um, you know, so I, I will admit, tough... You know, not my best, not my best. I'm, I, I think I took it from, I, I did the sports movie villains from a, from an angle I probably shouldn't have. This last one I want to finish with, uh, it wasn't actually asked for the listener questions, but it's a, because I want to finish with it because it's getting a little longer on time with this one than I had planned on. But uh, Kevin Frost in the Big Screen Sports Facebook group, these are the kind of, these are the kind of debates we have in the Big Screen Sports Facebook group, posted a question, uh, what's the better heist movie, Ocean's Eleven or The Italian Job, or others? Um, I'm sure there's probably a better heist movie than the two listed, but I, I just I wanted to talk this question. But I, I love The Italian Job. 
love the Italian job. It's like when Mark Wahlberg started to turn for me, because I saw the Italian job before I saw Boogie Nights, because the Italian job was 2003, I was 12. You know, I don't think I saw Boogie Nights until at least college. Boogie Nights was not a movie for a 12-year-old. But that's, that's when I started to really enjoy the work of Mark Wahlberg. But Ocean's Eleven is special. It is, and again, I, let's bring it all the way back to the beginning of this episode when I was talking about what's streaming, that's streaming on Netflix. Uh, Ocean's Eleven is just a special collection of extremely famous guys, good at what they do, flexing on screen. Uh, Ocean's 12 the same way. Ocean's 12, and it, it's crazy how different the style of movies they are. Ocean's 12 is so meta, not just the Julia Roberts stuff, but just everything about it. It's so so self-aware so fun so european but oceans 11 is just it is a it's a perfect movie um it is you start with with clooney and pitt at the height of their careers you have a great bad guy in andy garcia perfect bad guy uh damon being fine with playing the second fiddle neurotic oddball role you know just a deep bench the deepest bench Um, oceans 11 is a beautiful movie and a beautiful way to end the episode of this podcast. Uh, I appreciate anyone who is tuned into the end to hear these listener questions. I like doing these episodes. I like these hypotheticals. If you guys like them too, uh, shout them out in the Facebook group. You know, maybe we can do one of these a week or something, like a short one. I, I love this stuff. Um, but like I said, uh, next week is going to be Director Thaddeus Matula talking about Brian and the Boz. Hopefully White Man Can't Jump at the end of the month. And then we get into a TV show rewatch. Uh, subscribe for that. Episodes are going to come every Monday. You guys know the drill. Uh, join the Big Screen Sports Facebook group if you want to know what the TV show rewatch is. And uh, until then, we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.